welcome to the battleground of the gods. Welcome, challengers, to Battleground of the Gods, a Smite podcast. I am your host, Step Nation, and joining me today, we have Nevea03. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And a very special guest, Frog. Hello. Happy to be here. I know. And you are not the usual frog that we have on the podcast. You just have one G, correct? I do just have one G, and we'll <laughs> see what the commenters say. I mean, I, you know, there's there's sort of a... You know, there's sort of a sort of a movement out there. I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, oh, but uh, we, you know, so, so you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, I uh, no, I am only only one G. In fact, I for the longest time, I've known Fro. He, I mean, he was an Olympian. He still is. Um, yep. but I, I I've seen him on Twitter. I've interacted with him. I've never actually like logically put the words together like is he's just fro double g in my mind and it was only when he messaged me for this podcast and he was like there's gonna be two frogs and i was like what <laughs> and then i realized that if you like make the words have meaning it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh you put two g's at the end <laughs> and it's funny because that's the that's also the only twitter handle i could get like i've got two g's on twitter and on on twitch and everything but oh, no the uh, the official name only con- only comes with one g Okay, well, well, Frog, um, <laughs> for for our listeners who might not know, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a Smite player. Uh, I, I have been playing Smite since 2014, I want to say, around Medusa release is, is what I always go back to. I started on console. I eventually moved over to, to PC. Um, I sort of got into the esports scene early on. Initially, I was like coaching uh, and and playing around the around that level. And then somebody told me that I had a really solid voice, and so I thought I would give a give a shot at casting. Um, and I started as a as a chair too, as an analyst more so. Uh, and naturally, over time, I, I I got more and more experience in that. Now, at this point, I've been casting the game for probably four or five years, maybe closer to to hitting that five year mark. Uh, and somewhere along the road, I transition into more of a hype caster, more of a more of a chair one role. Um, but it's taken me a lot farther along the path than I than I think I I, I thought it would. I mean, I, I did it for. Probably at this point, eighty percent of my time has been just completely like I, I do it for fun, right? And I, that's why I started casting. It's probably why I still cast. But at some point along the way, Hyres was like, "Yo, you want to come? You want to come do this for like more people?" And and now I cast on on Smite Game for the SEC. They just recently brought me out for the for the Masters event. I get to hang out with the pro players and the professional casters uh, as well. The vibe was fantastic. So uh, I think it's brought me a lot farther than, than I thought it would on, on the whole casting journey, but it's been a, a ton of fun and I do not intend to, to stop anytime soon. Awesome. Oh, heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Now, Nev, you've done some desk work, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I, I did a little bit of desk work for Albion Giants, and uh, you know, I, I I had some some uh, big shoes to fill with uh, SSB, always uh, having some puns, and I, I felt like I had to also channel my my punnerific attitude. But uh, yeah, no, it's a 
going in as an analyst and then and then moving up that's that's really cool that's that's the dream that's the goal yeah I mean I think it, it wasn't something that I expected when I started that's for sure like I the whole reason I went as an analyst is because it feels a lot easier it still feels mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to be an analyst because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to drive anything you can just know the game somewhat well and then you sit there and you answer your questions um and and the chair one still sort of drives drives the bus in terms of how how the game moves but the 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 more experience you get you you feel more comfortable in that role ssb is a great example because you're right they do kind of like drive it and and bring all this energy and it's it it can feel like hard to keep up with sometimes um but it's also like it's a great viewer experience yes um and so it's uh it's 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 a trade-off versus like the the type of show that that you want to bring um but no i mean it's a it's it's a ton of fun yeah Well, all right. One of the things we do during the podcast here is we, being the Smite game players, playing the game of Smite, share what? our experiences on the we, battleground. We play Smite? We play Smite. Believe it or not, we, oh we are Smite game players. Nevea 03, being I, the yeah. most Smite game player uh, yeah. that I know, oh, the, the having most. actually played... <laughs> Having actually played on Smite game, um, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. how have your games of the week been? Oh, you know, we've won some, we've lost some. I'm looking here at my history. Um, it doesn't obviously count for today when I was doing cooldowns runneth over right before stream. Um, so I'm just looking at my past week here. A lot of arenas and assaults, but you know what? You know, you know what? I played in arena more than anybody else this week. I think you will be shocked. I think you will be shocked because at I am normally a mage and a hunter main, and um, I'm seeing a lot of warriors on my history for this past week, and not just any warrior. No, no. Achilles. Mm. Achilles. I've been slamming some Achilles in arenas. I, 10, 2, and, or 10, 0, and 12 uh, a, a few days ago. 5, 3, and 9. Uh, we got 9, 1, and 15. Uh, 7, 0, and 12. I mean, I've been really enjoying playing some Achilles. I've been okay. really enjoying it. The Achilles wow. is a very sound warrior. He feels real good right now. And I don't mm. know if it's itemization or if it's the quote tank meta or combination of the both, but I've been really having a lot of fun with Achilles. Plus, it didn't hurt that they extended his uh, execution range just a little bit couple of extra units for you to to get over to your target which has been helpful but you know me i still creatively zone the heck out of that ult and i still miss sometimes but it is what it is yeah i think um i think weirdly enough like i've been i've been in a very similar boat i really I, i'm i'm you know i'll let you know, I, i'm really only a conquest player and i'm really only a ranked conquest player oh my goodness Ooh, i know it's a little bit it's a lot um but Achilles, I I agree. I think since the since the patch, especially the, I think a combination of the of the tank meta of the the extra five percent health on the execute mm-hmm. has has gone a long way. I feel like, um, and especially I found him really oppressive in like double execute compositions where you get like an Al Kwong and mm-hmm. an Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you're you're trying to hold on to that. I've actually had a ton of success with Achilles Jungle more so than Achilles Solo because you get so much free tankiness. Yes. Um, and you can throw on an, an Eye of the Jungle and and like end the game with four or five damaging items and still have as many protections as you would like a patch ago. Um, if you switch into that that defensive stance and just the amount of space you can make, the amount of the the amount of the impact you can have. In fact, I think I started playing Achilles back in the jungle this patch. And I'm currently on my way to a ten and O border in rank. Oh my right now goodness. I am right now I am seven and O. <laughs> and so I'm like picking my spots where I play him because you I'm You can't kinda, keep getting away with it. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to hold on to it. Um but no, he uh he he is definitely fun to play. He auto cancels really well as well. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. No, but other other than a bunch of Achilles, I haven't really played anything too much more interesting. I did get I did get a penta today, but it was in cooldown, so does it even count? I don't know. Actually, I got two. I got two pentas today. I forgot. Right. I forgot one fun. of them. <laughs> it's still fun when it happens. It is. It is. Um, cooldowns runneth over is um, one of my favorite modes of the day. Pretty much exclusively the only mode of the day that I play throughout the week um, on Sundays. It's arena. You get max gold, max uh, cooldowns, max level, uh, random god. And so it did start me with a three assassins in a row, which assassins are my least played class. Um, and it wasn't even assassins that I'm necessarily good with or feel comfortable on because like the first one I got was a uh, um, Kalina, which is not super fun in arena anyway, because you can't really do all the fun fancy stuff because nobody's going to be next to the walls. And yes, you can hide in the pillars, but who wants to hide in a stinky pillar? So um, that was my first game and we lost by like a lot. And then um, after that, I got Bastet, but I, I do like Bastet. And I was like ulting people through walls and pulling them out of their fountain and prohibiting them from healing. And I, I think I got like a quad on Bastet. Nice. Bastet's fun. I like her. And then uh, Nemesis was my third assassin in a row. Another character I don't play very often, but I did okay. That was tough. Well, yeah. it it helped because um, they their random picks, they got like um, three... They had three tanks, I think. So oh, I was just like yeah, using my ultimate. Yeah, I was using my ultimate on them as much as I could. Yeah, them's really hard to, especially in a in a game like cooldowns runneth over, or even like like general arena where it's all team fight all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. you have to you have to get in there next to somebody and try and stack them passive. Like yeah. get your get your autos yeah. off before you start comboing. Imagine so hitting autos by the way. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be you enough. Oh man. But that's that's about it. What about Frog? I, Frog, have you played some? Uh, yeah. You played. You've said you've played some ranked, and you've, you've brought Achilles into the jungle. Is there any any other fancy ranked conquest tips that you care to share with us? Oh man, I don't know about tips. My my history is looking pretty <laughs> red. Um, <laughs> I I I play I play far too much of this game. I I got called out on the other day because I, I was sharing my screen, and somebody saw on Steam that I have. 78 hours in the last two weeks and it's like i've been playing smite like it's an entire second full-time job um Mm -hmm. and that is yeah that that's worth something Mm -hmm. um 
I don't know what it's worth, but it's worth <laughs> something. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is just my want to like, uh, that's a lot of my drive and enjoyment that I get out of the game is just like being, being better. There's a small part of me that's a, like a bit completionist. Like when we have three times everything, uh, this like July 4th holiday, I think I'll probably be playing casuals to try and like mm. get the get the gods that I don't have diamond up to diamond um but past that it's very much when I when I when I when I do play ranked it's almost always I'm a, I'm a jungle main um and I try to stick to only the toxic characters like I only play <laughs> Susano and Thor no I'm That'd be wow. <laughs> that'd wow. Be, that'd be brutal. Sir Cat um, with that free 30% crit now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um No, I mean it, it's been it's been going pretty well. I've been 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 climbing up on on my main account. Um I actually started off this season uh almost always solo queuing on a different account because I have ranked anxiety. That people like see my name and I'll see their name and they'll be like, oh my God. And then if I do bad in the game, they'll be like, oh, this guy Frog, he's like really bad at the game. And so I played under an account that nobody knows me on and then I hit masters. And now I'm trying to do it through the ranked anxiety, which is a different, a different challenge in and of itself. Mm. It's a different um, frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. This this time it is actually Frog who's who's, right. who's uh who's who's trying to climb up there. Um, I will say the last time I did, I did uh this Friday get into some casuals. I I uh hit. I had some the people who initially got me into the game, um, years and years ago. Uh, like my initial friend group, they get on every once in a while, but now they're more like mutuals. Um. But they don't play the game nearly as much as as I do, uh, and so they get on and we we play casuals every once in a while, and they're always like super chill games. But this week we did not get the super chill games at all. Like I play, oh no, we go and we play versus conquest because they're also conquest gamers, uh, and I get to answer a bunch of questions. But I like I don't I purposefully don't try hard. Like I played, I'm looking at the history. I played Chrono Solo and then I played Pele Support. Um, and it went like it was fun, and nobody rages like it was an okay time, but like we were playing because we were five manning, you know how the system loves to put you against other five mans, yeah, we were playing against i like I don't know why it decided to put us against like the the five mans that it did, but like we were we were in the s p l casual queues. Like the, oh, geez. the 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 enemy Ravana was at our second speed spawn, waiting around the corner for my my friend who has not played the game in however many months to to walk out a base and like it was it was not it was not the most pleasant casual experience. Mm. But we you know we it was it was fun. Nobody raged. That's the key. You know we didn't. We didn't let us get to us, and then the the like the post game lobby. He was very upset that that same guy who won, like we have six. That same guy was very upset that we were not upset. We were, <laughs> we were like we were like GGS. You know, it's a good game. <laughs> that's um, what that's that's what that's when you hit him with uh, GG. Not even close. Right, <laughs> not, not even, even close. close. Easy clap. <laughs> <laughs> 
you fight toxicity by also uh, memeing on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's the way to go. Um, and then they're like, well, you lost. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. It was easy. <laughs> Have some shame. Um, but no, other than that, I, uh, I, you know, I just been, just been running it back. I've got a lot. I, I did have one arena game. I played one arena game to close out the three times XP day. And I finally broke level 160. I am now officially godlike, uh, on my account in Smite. But for whatever but reason, now you can get that... up to level 4,000. <laughs> Yeah, I really got to put in the hours, dude. Ever since they, they raised the cap now, so now I'm just slacking. You know, yep, I'm just yep, what, yep. what gets me are the people that have two accounts and both of them were 160. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's crazy. Jeez, man. <laughs> like, that's too much. That is, oh, I couldn't imagine it. Well, you know. You could also think that maybe like they were on PlayStation and then they moved over because there's no, you know, cross oh, no, progression for they're, PlayStation. They're PC mains. No, PC stop. Mains. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me offer them an out. <laughs> there is no out. I'm trying to help them. Oh. How about you, Dep Nation? Did you play Dep some Smite? I've I've played some Smite. I've also been getting the sn- coming down with the sniffles this week. Um, yeah. Also, Blaze is also unwell. Also not here. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, I mean, summertime. To get some you're not allowed in. to get sick. I thought the same thing, and then I remembered that that that's not how uh, germs work. How that? Yeah, germs. <laughs> and so it's like I've been washing my hands as much as I can, but. You could only do so much and play Smite at the same time. Mm-hmm. But a uh, couple games of note. Uh, taking Merlin into uh, the Assault assault game. Merlin, he was, uh, I gotta say, it, and it might be a mages in general thing. Um, really doesn't feel like you do anything until that third item. Mm. Well, that was that overall nerf. Yeah. To damage. Which I'm fine with it. I'm okay with that. Like that, like, okay. Like third item. We're actually getting, you know, some damage now. Uh, had a real... Uh, the Merlin was okay. It was... The enemy team was kind of running at us and they just had a better... Better comp. Um, they had Persephone on Aplosh. And, uh... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm Merlin. I'm the long rain mage. We got this. And then I look at the enemy team roster, and it's like, oh, maybe we don't got this. (laughs) Maybe we don't (laughs) got this, actually. Uh, Right. Um, And couple that with them having two frontliners and us not having uh, any frontliners really kind of put the nail in the coffin that we were not going to win that match. But a following match where it it was kind of crazy. Um, I I had Chiron as my role. Guy wants to trade me Poseidon, and I'm like, oh, okay, we could do this. Um, and then I think we also had like Zeus, Kabrakin, 
Athena, right? Okay. Enemy team, enemy team, real unfortunate. All fizz. Cabracken is going ham, like top of the scoreboard. You know, you press T to find out who the fuck was that. Uh, it's Cabracken. Cabracken top everything for the first. I'd say fifteen minutes of that assault. Cabroken. Yeah. Um, and come to find out, the uh, the Chiron is grouped up with the Zeus and Athena. Um, they're the they're an Xbox clan. You can tell because they both started their name with Venomoose. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen them. Yeah, I and think then I've seen X them before. because you can't do spaces, so they put an X. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, real real gamer hours, but um. I think we we were pushing the Phoenix, and I was like, I was being a bit more cheeky than I should have been, but I had 6,000 gold in pocket, and we, like, slowly, every 10 seconds, one of us died, and uh, we got full builds, and we proceeded to push them down the rest of the game and nice. catch Let's- the dub. It felt really good. Was Kabroken building Kabroken items? Um, let's find out what Kabroken was. They were all fizz, so I mean, like, he kind of lucked out. Um, that is always fortunate when you get all of yeah. one damage type on the enemy team, because you're just started, like, oh. Started Sundering Axe, Contagion. Um, they did have a lot of CC, so that was probably helping him early on, dealing some extra damage. Uh, Glad Shield. Mm-hmm. Picked up a Midgard, picked up Phalanx. I hmm. there's still some of those newer defensive items where I haven't really given them an honest, uh, honest effort. Phalanx, uh, Cannoneers, or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to kind of look at those and see what they actually do because I feel like they're those are going to be items where it's like, oh, they just keep buffing it. Oh, they just keep buffing it. Oh, they just keep buffing it, and then it's going to be, it's like, well, this is overpowered. How did this get, you know, and it's just because no one, to my knowledge, has been picking it up. It well, could be that that's I'm a good living question. under a rock. Are, is, is Frog seeing those uh, items in Ranked Conquest or even uh, while casting? I can give you, I can for sure, I'll give you a little bit of insight into the meta. Um, yeah. So definitely... Definitely leaning towards uh, hybrid or tank meta. Uh, I think especially in the in the jungle. But phalanx is is one of those items that I think has drawn a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. It's gone it, it, previously, like before this tank patch, before ten point six, phalanx was on like the verge of being in in a bunch of different builds. Like if you ever built a warrior in the jungle, or if you wanted one hybrid item. It felt like Phalanx was was oftentimes your go-to from the jungle because it it gives you that offensive prowess when you dive people. You get attack speed when you get hit. And so you get that little bit of hybrid, but you also increase your DPS at the same time. And for the the auto attack junglers that were were in the jungle, like you would see it on on Baka like third item. Mm-hmm. Um but 10.6 hit. And you get more tank items that now are brought into the hybrid space. 
And now you're really only getting phalanx if you like huge benefit from that from that attack speed. And instead, the two tank items that I've seen rise the most utilized in uh, in jungle specifically. Because obviously there's a ton of tank items like Manicor spikes have come back in the soul lane. Um, but okay. the two tank items that I've seen the most in, in the jungle, and once again, it's like where you can use them, but uh, it's Archdruid's Fury and Dawnbringer. Archdruid's Fury Ooh. is that one that like you take in a bunch of damage and then you deal out. It's like almost It's almost like poly, but it's based on the damage you take. So if you, yeah, if you take like I think I've seen poke, that one. I've tried using you, it before, but maybe it was too early. I yeah, yeah. Re- recently just because like everything gets a little bit of a nerf in terms of like the max physical and magical defense that you're getting and the and, and the max health. The yeah. prots from those dual protection items like you get 60 total prots. And then that that boost of of power is coming in, especially on an auto attack canceling character, and in a meta where like Hydras is not the best, it, it's hard to build a Hydras. Um, it just it brings you a lot more survivability than you would expect. And then Dawnbringer is fantastic, but only on certain characters. You really have to have one that like is really looking to like start a fight with your ult. I personally love it on Thor because you you land in and then your entire combo has like you, you land into them. You've got increased protections. You've got increased movement speed and it, it actually stacks with Thor's passive like you want to be next to enemies anyways. And so okay. if you're starting a fight with your ultimate Dawnbringer feels feels generally pretty good i know i know uh i don't know if you guys got a chance to tune into the the masters tournament this past i think it was two weekends ago at mm-hmm. this point was was the week two of it um but sino was also finding some interesting usage with that item as well he built he built like almost a full tank pele he like he had dawnbringer he had pridwin he had glad shield and he would just alt to start something off and then through the entire combo he would have movement speed. He would have more protections. He would get the the double explosion proc on the Pridwin because you're like next to Pele as she's autoing you. Yeah, and it was like it it, it was super. I don't actually think he won that game, funnily enough, but it was oppressive. Like it was difficult to deal with. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you're describing Dongbringer there, and I'm like, man, what's the what's the difference between that and Erendite at this point? So, like, really, it sounds just better. Arendite is is gonna give you. Arendite's gonna be more purely offensive. Yeah, Arendite's gonna give you that. I, I think. I think. I think Arendite gives you like twenty more power. Um, and it also doesn't give you any health, and it gives you some CDR, just like more offensive stats. And yeah. as a in addition to the movement speed, you get that big auto proc. So on something like on something like Nemesis or on something like uh, like Loki, maybe where you like want to chase somebody down after the fact, you're looking for that big that big auto cancel to to start or end a fight. Erendite gotcha. uh, can Arendite can be pretty good, but um, the the thing that Dawnbringer brings is once again it's it's that hybrid. Like it's it's hard to 
reach into the bag and, and find mm-hmm. Arendite right now because you're looking for so many like it, it's hard to there are so many good offensive items like yeah it feels like in every in every jungle build you're going you have to go a starter so that's one slot i think almost you know almost every time in, in a, on a lot of the popular junglers uh like all of your auto attack junglers you're going maybe not kali you're going like phalanx uh all of your ability junglers like achilles like rat like thor uh you're going like Cirquet as well, Pele. You're going one hybrid item, maybe even two hybrid items, depending on how your team's playing. Um, and so you have to have a starter. You have to fit in a hybrid item. That's two items right there. You pretty much have to fit in a serrated. That's a, that's a third item. Uh, you you almost always have to have a flat pen item early, right? A Jotuns or a Brawlers if you need anti heal. So that's four items. Uh, Heartseeker is usually going to come out on top of Arendite. The percent health damage into the tank meta right now is is generally pretty strong. Uh, it also gives like all of your stats all in one place. Uh, and so it's a huge stat stick of an item. And then that last one is typically where you get that fill. And almost always right now, people are using that fill more early than they would be using it late. And as opposed to using it something like a Blood Forge or something like that Arendite, that's where you would put it. They're mm-hmm. putting in they're putting their stock in something like a transcendence uh in, in that first or second item slot to be more effective in those later game and middle game team fights. I, I mean something that has changed once again with this new patch is this Stygian beacon in mm-hmm. Conquest. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. that you you know that you can safely prepare for a fight around that 12 minute mark. Right. That's that's one thing that that's one huge thing that's like I don't know if people have realized how much it has impacted the meta but like previously it, the onus was all on you. Like the gold fairy was going to spawn and it was going to sit there until yep. your composition decided to fight. So if you wanted to pick super early, you could force it earlier. If you wanted to pick super late, you could in theory force it later. But now there is this universal timer that everybody feels like they're on, at least a little bit. Like, you can choose to give the first one up. You can choose how you want to fight over it. But, like, I want to have a two-item jungler at this point in the game. And so that that power spike is, is more important than I think it has been in the past if, if you're looking to, to fight over that, which I, I've seen a lot more focus on mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. I when when they announced the Stygian Beacon and the Unleashed Titans mechanic, I was so excited because I, I I definitely like seeing the new strategy coming out from it, and um, a little bit more movement in the map, especially earlier. So it's been nice to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean the Soulinners, you, you're getting like early, super early teleport upgrades in some cases. And like a twelve minute rotation from solo might have been like unheard of mm-hmm. last patch, um, but not. I mean, now it's it's bringing in fights. The Titans, I don't know if I I vibe with like as much. Like it's a, it's a cool concept, and we did get to see it used at at Masters a bit. Like at at the highest level of play, it's super fun to watch because I think two or three separate times you got to watch where pro teams used it as a strategic move as opposed to like the standard either ignore it or like 
in in casuals, it's almost always one of two options. You either right. ignore it and you let it, you let them kill each other, mm-hmm. or uh, like people group up and they kill it, or somebody like sieges with it. Right. But right. it feels like those are the only two options. When you get to the highest level of play, they were using it like purposefully forcing fights in the jungle while the Titans were out of base, so that even if they lost the fight, the other team couldn't march down and end. There was a team that like felt that they could contest a fire giant because this, there were fire minions pushing into their base at the time, but the fire minions had nothing to hit because the Titans right. were unleashed and walking down the right-hand side. It was a hilarious to watch because mm-hmm. the fire minions charged into the base and then they realized, like, you could see the pathing of the minions. Get, <laughs> they stood still for a second. And then they started pathing towards the Titan in the right-hand lane. And so they tried to, like, come out of the locked base gate doors. And they, and they couldn't. Like, there was a huge <laughs> minion pileup just in the enemy base. It's amazing. Uh, but they get, yeah. like, they, they that's a strategic thing. They ignore yeah. the fire minions. They don't have that pressure, and they get now. That team did end up losing that fight and then the game uh, in the scenario that I'm thinking of. But, like, it, there, there were, like, additional strategy elements that it brings to the game, which is mm-hmm. h- harder to find in a casual sense. So I like the, the potential of it. It's a very fun mechanic, but it feels... It also it also makes things more slow, right? Because you get the three beacons, and then if you don't like have a giant push or have a giant fight off this Titan siege, and you're even after the Titan siege, like that's that, like yep. you're even. There's no more forced fights. You're now thirty minutes into the game, and you're you're even staring at a fire giant. Yep. I I I have. I have my own opinions, um, but I want to hear yours about it first. Um, how do you feel about the seasons changing every few patches this year? Year 10 of Smite is going to be four distinctive seasons, and it does cause a lot of mix-up and um, a lot more strategies having to be planned depending on what season we're in and what mechanic has been introduced or what mechanic has been taken away. Uh, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on the ever-changing conquest map this year yeah i I mean i think it's 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 definitely interesting um to to say the least and they 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 did something similar in season nine although not Mm -hmm. to this extent um i think that it is healthy for the the game to like to change things up for the casual state of the game and for the casual enjoyer of the game i think it's kind of fun um Especially because, like, for the first time in a while, uh, they they've gotten resounding feedback on this season of Souls meta. Mm-hmm. Like, they've really it feels like they've really knocked it out of the park with some aspects of of the meta we're currently in. But from a competitor standpoint, and I'm obviously I'm not a competitor, so it's you know I can't speak from total experience. But it feels a little bit rough. Like I I think I think genetics tweeted about it um because they 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 played the entire spl meta on the second season and then they play they come out after a month break they play one best of three on this new season of souls meta one best of three and now they they lose the best of three they're out of the tournament there's a break of spl for like two Mm -hmm. or three months 
Yep. You know, and so from a viewer standpoint, and even from a caster standpoint, like it's kind of fun to cast and and to watch that. Like it it is it is amusing, and it's interesting to to see people adapt on the fly. Um, you know, it gives you it gives you it just by default gives you more content to enjoy and absorb as a viewer. But as a, as a player, I I can imagine it it is it's a it can be a little bit frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I am happy about though is. Based on those esports announcements we just recently got, the entirety of the last half of the season, SPL Phase 2, Worlds Qualifiers, and SWC, the entirety of the last half of the season will all be in whatever the fourth season is for this. So after the season of Souls, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll have the entirety of the rest of the season. So it was fun for Masters. We got to see teams adapt. But for Worlds, at least, like teams are going to have weeks and weeks and weeks of practice to decide what's meta decide what they want to come out with right okay yeah no it's so it's pretty much where i am like it is it is fun but i i I do imagine it's very chaotic for them (laughs) and also for for casters having to to learn uh pretty much on the fly in order to do the casting aspect of it as well so yeah i mean i remember i was uh Flying to, I think I was reading through the patch notes on the plane, uh, on my on my way to Georgia. <laughs> to go to, 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 to like, go to what do I what do I need to remember and what do yeah. I not need to remember? <laughs> um, at the same time, though, it also like to an extent makes our makes our job a, a little bit easier. Um, and for for me, for the first time being like on that bigger stage in the production studio, it was very easy to have things to like fall back on especially as a as a chair one like anytime there was a lull i could be like so what do you think about this stygian beacon <laughs> like how, yeah. how are teams fighting around it or like what do you think about the about the titans do you think they're gonna be a big deal in this push come 30 minutes mm-hmm. and i get the the chair two can talk about it you know i can just sort of sort of lob some softballs uh right. over there so there's like there's some aspect to it and we're also enjoying it as viewers on the cast that was mm-hmm. a big thing like in those titan moments like where where you see the the new strategies come out where people adapt on the fly that's always really fun to to watch and to cast because i think you get a lot of genuine emotion there yeah. for for people who are fans of the game like i i love watching a good spike game as much as anybody else and so right. when you see those new strategies and when when you like get to absorb new content as a viewer there's a there's a certain element of enjoyment that that adds as well. Nice. All right. Um, I think we have three. questions. I think right? we have some questions. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, want to hop on over to our? Sure. Yeah, I can pull those up and ask uh, questions. Pull them up and yeah. We we got we got a few of our challengers have, have chimed in asking some questions specifically for you. I hope you're oh, ready. Wow. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a test, or is it? No, I mean, I, I've been answering, I've been answering meta questions for for a minute now, but I love it. That's true. Me, that's true. These are not going to be meta. No, they're not meta. These are the opposite of meta questions. These are sometimes dumb listener questions. We've we well dumb in a fun way. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. So T Fry is up first with uh, a few questions for you. Question number one is. What kind of pull do you have with the dev team to get us the chibi Lancelot skin and call it Lance a little? Because it's 
that's that's good i like it <laughs> Fan- fantastic idea um <laughs> do you have pull is this a thing we can do um, right. i i unfortunately do not have wow. the pull that i would like the uh, the, uh. the the separation these studios are actually entirely separate the place where the designers and the developers work out of is like in an entirely different building yeah then oh, we okay. cast out of and so I, I part of my trip to georgia i was like dude i'm so excited i'll, I'll like say hi to aggro and meet lermy and none of that happened Not even <laughs> oh, no. um, so maybe maybe someday and i you know i'll see him at worlds right um yeah. But no, unfortunately, uh, I, I, my DM to, to aggro would have the same power as your DM to aggro. Wow. <sighs> okay. All right. Number two. <laughs> Number two is if you had a magic wand and could change one mechanic about the game, what would it be? Oh, wow. What a question. <laughs> we got you on the spot. Right. <laughs> I... There's one thing that I've felt has never been and and if I thought about it more, I'm sure I would have a different answer because like if I if I thought about it for long enough, I would eventually be like, oh, my God, I hate that. Um, Like my first immediate answer is like, let's remove Kuzenbell. But I'll hold <laughs> off on, on that. Um, wow. What did Kuzenbell <laughs> do to you? Um, uh, in terms of he whipped and nae nae there's there's one thing that I felt like is is a little bit inconsistent. And that is how sometimes abilities will go under knocked up people, mm-hmm. and sometimes they they won't. don't. Yeah. And so, like, like on on Poseidon is is a great example because sometimes I feel like I can knock somebody up, and I can with with my alt, and I can hit my one right after, and it'll like work seamlessly. And other times it'll feel like it'll just whoosh right under him for mm-hmm. some reason, mm-hmm. and it's not. It doesn't feel consistent, and it happens with other abilities too. Although I can't think of an example just like that off my head, other than Poseidon. Um, but something where either like, no matter uh, unless they're like fully banished, their hitbox like remains. I'm sure there is a point, like you know, for instance, like if you get Herc knocked up, obviously you can't be hit. Like you're so high up in the air. Um, but like th- those knockups that are like just a little bit off the ground it can be hard to it can be hard to tell like what is what is banishment and what is still gonna hit this guy and so i i think i would probably try and make that like more more consistent or design abilities around like not having arbitrary height limits if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, no, yeah. I get it. I, I, I've had many experiences like that alone just in this week. So I understand the frustration for sure. Uh, number three from T-Fry. If you had a magic wand and could change one thing about the Smite community, what would it be? <laughs> oh. um, wow. <laughs> I mean, this is this is super biased, but like I would I would love it if we had like even more amateur casters mm-hmm. you know um that's where i got that's where i got my start uh and there's like there's so many opportunities for it i'm still in all of the servers that like i i came up in i've got the caster role a bunch of times and every time every time i go to bed and i have like these these errant at caster like you know get ready for this set or at caster need someone for 9 p.m and it's like 
this whole community is still going on uh, around me. Everybody's hosting their own league. There's so much agency out there to like go out and get your experience within the gaming community and within the Smite community specifically. Um, and season season nine in particular, season ten I think has been a bit better, but season nine in particular was really rough for the the casting scene the community casting scene in, in general because there were like a couple changes in terms of how gem payouts and gem pricing work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that, that sort of t- definitely, definitely took a little bit of a hit and like the average person who wanted to get into it was not as incentivized as they were. But like, if I, if I, if I could change one thing, I would make it as easy as possible. It's already pretty easy, but I would make it as easy as possible to just like jump in uh and for people to experience because it is never something like casting is never something that i picked up the game and anticipated myself doing ever but it's like somebody was like i think i think um i think steve from from agl glacier Mm -hmm. was the one who originally asked me because we were just friends like we had done coaching together and he was like i'm gonna go do this do you want to you want to come do this and i had a ton of fun with it yeah and like it was just it was just a natural experience so that that doesn't happen nearly as often you often has to like go looking for yourself but it's something that if you're if you're like me you didn't know that you wanted to do it until you started doing it um so if i could change one thing i would make that uh you know a little bit more accessible i think i like that all right up next we have last question from t fry how much community is there between top tier casters and players? Are y'all in a big group chat and complain about new updates together, or is it really compart- compartmentalized between teams and groups? Yeah, I, I I'd say it's more compartmentalized. Uh, I'm not. I am. I can't speak to it the same way that an actual professional caster would, because I'm not. I'm not actually at the studio week to week. Um. But from 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 my experience, there's definitely a good working relationship. Like the the players will come into studio and they'll be getting ready for their games. And there were plenty of times where like a caster, even myself, like would just like shoot shoot the shit or ask ask them questions or like talk about their upcoming set. Like we're all they're all friendly, but outside of outside of like being friendly and being like acquaintances in the in the studio as people come in uh and obviously like interviews as they happen before and after sets and stuff um there's not like there's not that sense of i don't want to call it forced community because it's not like oh you join an spl team and all of a sudden you're added to a chat with all of these high-res devs um everybody has everybody in their own role has like feedback to feedback to give and I i don't mean role as in like conquest role i mean role isn't like if you're mm-hmm. a pro player you probably see things that regular people don't right and so everybody has their own avenues to to have their impact on the game and to have their thoughts on the game but for the most part any relationships for, from what i've seen any relationships that the the casting staff or the the production staff may have with an esports player or team are mostly on like an individual an individual basis like you you like i know pbm and agro are really good friends but that's not something that developed over the fact that like they were forced to interact because they were 
broadcaster and esports player. That was something where they're like, oh, they have shared interests and they became friends over interacting over a period of time. Right. Uh, type thing. So just like, you know, how you go out and make friends in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's no there's no one big group chat, at least not that I'm a part of. Um, and there's more like it's it's useful to have them there because like you you can literally as as a caster like you're you're walking out to your next set and you pass through the lobby with all the pro players and you you literally can ask them questions like you can get thoughts on what they're going to bring to the table or how this meta is looking i know that um i didn't have this opportunity but uh one of my fellow scc casters who was there with me at the event actually like landed at the georgia airport and drove back in the shuttle with like four or five SCC players. And it's like a 45 minute drive. And he spent the entire time just talking about like what we would see that weekend, what the meta would be like and trying to get this scoop and like what, what's happening. So the, the avenues are there. We obviously have easier access to a pro player than, you know, an average person might. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not even true because Twitch chat's a thing. (laughs) Um, But to, to answer the question, to go all the way back, there's no there's no big group chat. There's no like big discord where we're all discussing meta changes. It's mostly like compartmentalized to, to your individual group, maybe individual team as well. Mm-hmm. OK. Amber is up next with a few questions for you. Question number one from Amber is who do you think will win Worlds this year? Um. So last year I I went I went with the Valks. And I predicted it on on day one, mm-hmm. like literally as they qualified, I predicted it. And then Benny Q and the Valks did not did not do well. They did <laughs> they were they were not there in the world's finals. Um, Unfortunate. Uh, this year, I made a very similar prediction, and I purposefully predicted the the team that uh, was at the bottom going in, which was the Hounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am actually like pleasantly surprised with how that prediction is turning out. The Hounds really came out and 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 showed off a little bit at this last tournament. They placed third after having not a stellar Phase One SPL performance. Benny Q on the raw, uh, he is he is Hemi Q on the raw, um, <laughs> and so it, it's been it's been really fun. I'm 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 always. Uh, get a roof the underdog although admittedly it was it was great to see twig get his ring last year uh he's deserved it for a while but i i I always really enjoy rooting for the underdog and like the the scrappy team that that came together because they were all off of different teams that was valkyries last year and i think this year that's the that's the hounds so 100 percent, 100 percent, no doubt in my mind it's going to be the hounds 3-0 world's finals Okay, we heard it here first. Number two, what is your biggest casting pet peeve? Oh man, casting pet peeve in terms of like when I watch other people cast and what they do, or in terms of I like I think in terms of is- you, like if you're you're casting, what like what is your biggest pet peeve while you're casting? So, I think. Um, Man, I don't have a ton. Like I, I, a lot of people don't really enjoy casting super slow games, but I don't think I'm the same way. I think that 
if I am casting a super slow game, it's harder to find those like talking points early on. Like if there there's not a first blood until 18 minutes, we just have to find things to talk about. Right. But oftentimes that breeds fun moments. Like you get to talk about the color of the the hair of the woman you side you saw on the side of the street at like 12 minutes because <laughs> nothing is happening. Um and so like I think there's fun to be found in in a ton of aspects of casting and so like there's no i don't think i have any real pet peeves of like the worst games i cast are like or the 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 least fun games to cast are this i do have a pet i do have pet peeves like for my own experience like i'll often i'll have like a, a segment or a back and forth and then i'll say i'll like be annoyed afterwards i'll be like dang that could have been that could have been for sure better something that i've i've been working on that is a pet peeve of mine that I've been struggling to fall out of is I have like the same transition words a lot. Like when I'm going to my co-caster, um, one of one of the ones that I stuck to at masters, it's not as noticing. Like if you, if you have a fight word that you go back to, like if, if every fight I was saying, and this guy's next on the chopping block, like you as a viewer would recognize that phrase because mm -hmm. that's, that's quite the phrase. If I was repeating that, um, but one phrase I found myself repeating a little bit was just like the word interesting. Like I went to go ask my chair to a question and mm -hmm. I'd be like, it's interesting that they've <laughs> chosen this ADC matchup. Like, what are your thoughts? And it would always be like placed inconspicuously there. Mm -hmm. The, the pressure and the focus was never on the word interesting, which is why it's, it was so hard for me to knock it out of my vocabulary. Um, so I, I think that would be that would maybe be a, a pet peeve when I have like something I know that I could be doing slightly better. That's small enough that it's like not noticeable. So if you like, don't tell the viewer that it's going on, they're not going to notice necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's like in the back of my mind living there until I inevitably find the next word that I'll stick to. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that with me, not just like, I haven't done desk work in so long, so I can't really say when I've been casting because I haven't done it in such a long time. But I do notice it when I'm streaming. I say unfortunate a lot. <laughs> unfortunate. Unfortunate. Dude, I, unfortunate. I say that a lot too. <laughs> I don't think I say it on cast as much, but like just, you know what I've been saying recently just in my life? Brother. Dude, brother? Been, brother. Hey, I've been brother. Saying brother all the time. I don't know what has brought it on, but like it is just now my go-to <laughs> phrase for whatever reason and next week i'll have a i'll have a new one i don't know what it is well we'll have to stay tuned oh, yeah <laughs> and amber's number three uh question and final question is uh what is the best thing about casting man um i think it's probably i think it's probably the energy Mm -hmm. that that i that i get to that i get to experience so i'm i am naturally a very loud individual like that's just i think it's a little it, it's a little bit genetics it's also a little bit like i just have a decent amount of confidence i think i carry myself pretty well but so like i will i will come off i will enter a room and i'll i'll like i can i can carry things and i can get carried away sometimes and that's not that the world is not always the right setting for that. Well, you know, it might not be the right setting in a, in a job environment and a casual conversation. It's hard to find root. It's hard to find routine places where you can give that energy. 
or give that that dedication to to something necessarily or bring your bring a hundred percent of yourself to something. And so when you find something that you can routinely, authentically bring a hundred percent of yourself to, I think I think that's the most valuable thing about about casting for me. Because if we are fifty five minutes into the game and somebody gets that makes a huge play and there's a deicide on the other side and i am shouting at the top of my lungs and i am like full on super excited my adrenaline is going i am into what i'm watching i'm not only enjoying it as a viewer but i i am 100% in that in that moment and casting is designed at the highest level it is literally designed to provide you as many of those moments as possible, which is, I, I don't know that you can really say that about any other profession. Even, even if you're the, the pro player, mm-hmm. you can make those moments for yourself. But like, if you're, if you're the caster, if you're the commentator, you, it is it, the job, the position is bred to bring you into those moments. And I think, being able to to be 100% in those moments, give my full self, not only experience it, but also bring positive experiences to others. Like I, I still, we're weeks after the event, I still can't get it out of my head. Like I am, I, I'm not, I'm not huge, but I, I am somewhere in the history books of my favorite game of all time. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. That is an insane fact. And so, like to be able to to bring my full self to something have those experiences and have those experiences time and time again because that's what the job is made for that is that's a hundred percent my favorite part well said well said make me all emotional all right (laughs) next Sasquatch has six questions, but they shouldn't wow. be they shouldn't be uh too too terribly deep here. Number one, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh cookies and cream. Nice, me too. Uh what's your favorite pizza topping? Um, um You can only pick one. <laughs> okay, does topping count? What if I change the sauce? Like if I change this, I'll allow it. I I I love a sauce change on pizza. I, what you I got? love I love ranch. My favorite pizza is chicken Ooh. bacon ranch. Yeah, chicken pizza. bacon ranch is yeah. good. Um, but ranch ranch pizza is underrated. Would you rather have tacos or nachos? Tacos. Same. Uh, who's your favorite smite god? Uh, Sylvanas. Nice. Uh, which god would you like to see a kit rework? Humbakarna. Same. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna Kumba go Karna deeper into one, that one? Kumba Karna one is the most useless ability it's, it's in so, the game. It's so it's short. The worst ability in the game. <laughs> it's so short. It, is, it, 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 it gets its most it, its most use is is just being used as a dash. Yeah. But otherwise you're just running into somebody. There's no utility. There's no damage because you're a support. Right. Like it just it doesn't bring anything to the table it is a gimmick ability at best all right and so that's that's you know that's my take i i think uh i think kumba is an is an extremely oversimplified character with an extraordinarily unique 
Like he he is he, there's so much you can do with him, man. He's got such a cool passive. His three is one of the only attack speed slows in the game, and and like he he has great ideas around him. But his the 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 way they rounded out his kit has never been never been a fan. Understood and well said, well said. Which god would you like to see get a character update? I guess like a remodel. Like recently, Artemis got a remodel. Man, a lot of the ones that I was holding on to, they've they've done a good job in the past. I was I was hold I was harking on Sobek for a while, mm-hmm. um, but the, but they did they did a really good job with him. Um, man, I I don't know that I have like anybody that that really comes to mind. I mean, I think that most. I think. Wait, hold on, hold on. I've got my open front of me let me let me just scroll through do a quick scroll through the gods uh, do a quick scroll through the gods i they they reworked aries i didn't think they needed to do that although the new aries looks looks really solid so there's not much i can i can say about that i will maybe maybe hun bats okay bats isn't bad not they did hun bats forever ago like this isn't his og one but it's still pretty old okay um but that's that's sort of what i'm like there's nothing that there there were there they've done a good job of it because there are there are ones that used to stick out to me Mm -hmm. and i think we've gotten past those ones that used to stick out to me so i like the fact that i had to go looking for one if anything maybe it would be hunbats maybe it would be zeus just be like Zeus doesn't look bad either, Zeus's but it would toes. be fun. Well, yeah. we gotta remake him just purely because his toes are so ginormous. Oh, is that really a thing? Have I like jumped <laughs> look into at, a topic? You guys talk about that look, every week. Dude. Look have at we, Zeus' toes. Have we touched on Zeus's toes this week yet, guys? No. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't want to touch Zeus's toes. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. The skin's where you can see his toes. Mm-hmm. They're. Uh, and Ooh. there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. So like, just I don't think there's anything that needs something, but something that's like older, like Hunbats or Zeus or one yeah. of those original gods. I can get on board with that. All right. So that was rapid fire uh, questions from Sasquatch. Rapid there. fire Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. We only have a few more questions for you. Beard is up next with, uh, "Will the Valkyries ever move up from last place?" <laughs> Well, the Valkyries are now in SCC, so like, I think they've moved even lower than even than further last beyond. <laughs> um, they're not in last place in the SCC though. They they took up the mantle of of Sam for soccer and his team that almost made it to the SPL. Mm-hmm. Um, but they came out. They actually had. They were the last NA SCC team standing at Masters, so they didn't. Uh, they did. They didn't do too bad. Maybe Sam can. Uh, can sort of bring that same energy, maybe qualify them for for worlds in a couple of months. We'll have to see. Okay. Um, Batman's up next with just pie. That that's uh, the whole question. Pie. The question is. <laughs> so I don't cream. know if yeah, do you okay. want pie? What's your favorite kind of pie? Coconut cream pie is mm-hmm. is the only correct answer to that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and apple pie is overrated. Ooh. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, Batman? And uh, last but not least, our resident Neath Main has a question. Um, it, t- totally indicating the fact that they, in fact, have not read patch notes um, within the past 
not even recently, but just overall, because this question is inherently wrong, but I will ask it. How has Neith become the most balanced god, not receiving nerfs or buffs in what feels like two seasons? Why is she so good? Did she just get nerfed? She she got like buffed oh, buff. the last three patches that they've touched her. Within the past uh, eight months, she's been buffed three times. Dude, she's she's creeping up, man. Before so, we know it, Neith is going to be at the top of don't, the Don't, don't, no, no. Yes, no, dude. don't say that. Don't say that. That's what don't happens. They say forget that. about the buff, dude, and it goes, it goes unnoticed. You forgot about the buffs. <laughs> I know. I didn't even realize. That's a that's a that's a cool stat that she's only been buffed over the last eight. Months. I I personally went back and looked because I was like, I know for a fact she got buffed before the ten point six patch, and in fact, March twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, uh, for the ten point three patch. Um, her base HP was increased by, uh, like 31 HP. Her Good spirit enough. arrow increased root duration, um, from 1.2 scaling to two seconds. They, they brought that down. Um, I'm not well, going to remember any of these numbers. Yeah, 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 that's fine. They, so they brought that down the root duration or higher actually. Uh, so 1.6 scaling up to two. So they brought it up. For the early game and kept it the same for late game. All right, here's here's the hot take. Here's the hot take. We are dangerously close to Neath being a very Stop meta it. god. Stop it! Because, <laughs> I because don't want it. it. We are we are in. <laughs> so like like uh, like you said earlier, mages. You you, you need to you you're sort of waiting for that third item. And in conquest, at times, it can be even worse because you mm-hmm. want to have Soul Reaver and E Staff online. Right. In order to like actually feel impactful against health damage. So we've seen a lot of this like double hunter, double physical, where yep. we're seeing like AMC was getting banned against Dardes. And uh we've even seen we saw Hu Yi in the mid lane played by Rep Crimson. We've seen a lot of Martikaros played in the mid lane as well. Mm-hmm. And Martikaros right now seems like kind of that go to ability hunter. Martikaros has been nerfed the last three patches, and I think he's only going to continue being nerfed because that character's busted. Yes. Um, but as soon as they nerf Marty into the ground, which will happen inevitably, Neath is possibly next up to bat on that ability hunter list. He's gotten some buffs. Which I just realized, but obviously now I'm on this train. She literally she so so increased root duration on spirit arrow, decreased healing from unravel, and uh well so this is kind of more of like a shift, but primarily buffs on, on this most recent patch that she was uh touched. Before oh, that was this the healing patch? Were yeah, that was the healing these- patch, pretty sure, because that was the ten point three, which was yeah. the start of season of hope. So yeah. That was the healing patch. So all they did was nerf her healing, but they increased her root duration and they increased her HP. And then in December, they decreased her cooldown for Unravel and made her backflip passable through all player-made walls. I remember that, dude. You can now jump over Ymir wall. Ymir wall, yeah. It's, yep. it's, yeah. it's game-breaking. Yep. And then before that, last August, her spirit arrow had increased de- or decreased cooldown, decreased mana cost. So I, I I immediately added backlash and I was like the me- what do, what do you mean she hasn't been buffed or nerfed in two years I I just listed three times that she was buffed <laughs> in yeah, the past year I'll agree it sounds like <laughs> the question is inherently flawed but correct 
on the right track. On the right track. <laughs> because Neath Neath has gotta be next up. Yeah. So you heard it here first, Backlash. Neath will be in the meta, but you can't say that she's the most balanced god because she's been buffed the past three times she's been changed. So get out of here. Dude, get out of here. Who hasn't been changed in forever? That's a good I question. Like, I feel like it's so on, hard I to lock I feel like on her hasn't been touched a lot. On her got buffed literally in 10.6. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Depp is like, I do not I, believe you. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. he, he got his, his, his base auto attack speed. I The only reason I know this is because he was played at Masters out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Because his base auto attack speed went up from 0.9 to 1. Uh, and his slow on his uh, shifting sands increased as well. Yep. Have they touched oh. Thanatos? I don't know that they have touched Thanatos in Let's a while. Let's see. Let me see. Smite Wiki. Smite Wiki is Smite a good... Smite Wiki for changelog, yeah. Yeah, see, at uh... the very bottom of every god on Smite Wiki is a changelog, and, and all the patches are listed there that that character's been affected. Adjusted so on. Yeah. yeah. Changelog. Th- last Thanatos... time Thanatos was touched was 10.3 as well, but that was the, the healing the patch. Healing so that patch. was decreased it, health cost. A, it's going to be hard to find a god that wasn't touched in the in healing patch. Yeah. They did decrease his uh ultimate cooldown and uh decrease but also decrease the healing from it. Oh yeah. no, that's scythe, sorry. Um increased base damage from hovering death and increased stun duration. So he's he's been recently buffed. All right, let me Oh, decreasing damage that sounds like a nerf. Decreasing on his scythe, but increasing his base damage on harvesting death, which is his ultimate uh... and increase the stun duration. By a half a second. No one I'm, was uh, missing the sights after landing the ult. Listen. I'm scrolling. Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling through the gods. Uh, Immediately. Like, yeah, go ahead, yeah. sorry. I, I was going to say, was, I'm trying to think of like really balanced gods. And like Agni comes to mind. But I know That's they've not, been like messing no, with Agony's his also passive. been. That's that's the yeah. route that you don't want to take, right? Yeah. What, what you have to challenge yourself to think about is forgotten gods. Forgotten, yeah. Gods I know for a fact Agni's been... Oh, actually... heard the name of in oh, ages. Depp might be onto something. Agni has not been touched since the 9.11 patch. November 15th, 2022 was the last any kind of change happened you know to Agni. I bet I, can, I bet I can beat that. You know who I forgot about? <laughs> A wheelish. Oh my god, a wheelix. I I feel like I have not thought about a wheelish in years. All right, so let's look at change log for a wheelish. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. We've got nine point nine, so two patches prior, so September twentieth of last year. Um, increase the duration of physical power from initiative and decrease cooldown on gravity surge. That was the only change over a year ago. Or almost a year ago. You might be onto something there. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to find someone that is like you're actively looking for someone that's been forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Right. Before before ten point six, I was constantly forgetting about Oleron. I know he got changed in the healing patch, mm-hmm. but I like. I feel like that god had not showed up in ages. Let's see. Let's see. All are run. 
In fact, I legitimately think that they forgot to change him in the healing patch. That's how forgetful he was. I think they changed him in 10.4 or 10.5. They changed um, overflowing divinity, increased base damage, and then he got a minus 10% ultimate cooldown and non-conquest. But no, they they remembered him in the healing patch. 10.3 decreased the heal on his three. Okay. 10.1 10.1 increased Olerun's critical strike damage. But before that, before the 10.1 patch, do you want to know the last time Olerun was ever, ever, ever changed? Literally an entire year. 9.1 was the last time before year 10. Okay. He went He went through all of season 9 with no buffs and no nerfs. Sylvanas was like that. Sylvanas got that recent change that this heal now hits minions. Right. Yeah, but for a while before that, I feel like Sylvanas was like not touched for a while. I could see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely sitting there trying to think. Okay, who have I not seen? Like even in my casuals, like aside from assault, like who am I not seeing? I feel real bad for Fafnir. What's going on with Fafnir? Mm. I feel like I don't really see a lot of Fafnirs, but that could just be me. Fafnir does be. like does like one thing really well and he does everything else okay yeah but he it's so satisfying to hit a fafnir hammer that oh for sure okay a- here we go this might be the longest time in between um so t- 10.6 which was you know the patch that we're on now um he had an increase a uh, duration on uh his two before that was 10.3 endless greed and coerce but then, before that, we hadn't seen any changes coming to Fafnir since 8.5. 8.5. Wow. So a year and a half of no changes. That's tough. I knew there was a reason why. I was like, I really just still haven't really seen a lot of Fafnir. <laughs> I mean, Fafnir is yeah. pretty balanced, I think. Mm. So there you go, Backlash. Why is, why is Fafnir so balanced? <laughs> but I think that's all the questions from the community. Well, that was fun. I mean, do you, do you do you guys have questions that you well, want to come up with oh, on the spot? I I, and I asked mine earlier about the um how you felt about the uh the ever changing conquest map and the different distinct seasons that we're seeing this year. Um, I guess I think, with I think yeah, Depp is legally required to have. That's true. Uh, I'm legally required. You are. Um, it's in the fine print. How jealous do you think Fro Double G is that you have all of the Frog 2G mm-hmm. handles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I only have mine. Always starts with the wood, the wood frog. Uh, Those okay. are all mine because that's my that's my in game name is the wood frog. Um, please don't DDoS Gotta keep me. the branding on. <laughs> Gotta keep um, the branding on. Yeah. So. I uh, do not think. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that upset. Although I do think that he he may he may regret not being here because now I've I've got all the frog energy. This, mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. this <laughs> there we go. I'm I hope you're having a hopping good time. Yep. Uh-huh. 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 Was that your only question, Dub Nation? That was that's the only one that I could come up with on the spot like that. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Not gonna lie. I mean, you had you warning. Know. You should have read the fine. You could have come to. You could have come prepared. Now, you not know, saying 
<laughs> I could have not- heard the warning. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> not saying that you would have like a, a sneak peek or anything, um, and nor would I ask you to ever divulge anything that you aren't allowed to. But do you have any possible thoughts or theories as to what the season after the season of souls might be? Um. So to to an extent, I I do actually know the answer to this. Oh no. Um. Well, have, don't divulge anything you're not supposed I, to. <laughs> I can't answer you. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. that's fair. I have, I have, I have. There's, there's a lot on the horizon. Um, I will, I will say that I'm, I'm very excited for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, like even, even more so in, in a way that I didn't think that I could be excited for, for the future of the game. Like the, the horizon is, is, is bright in my opinion. All right, cool. Uh and so you know, just uh make sure make sure you tune in at Worlds. I'm Worlds. so excited. Worlds. Yeah. You're going to go this year? Oh, for sure. Awesome. For sure. I'll be there too. I'll see you there. You might uh you know, you might might see me might see me casting there. Who knows? <gasps> yes. Exciting. I won't I won't be wearing a onesie this time or if I do it won't be the same one. I got to figure out if I'm actually going to dress up this year. We shall see. Yeah, I think uh, the cosplay the cosplay contest is is always an underrated part of it. Oh, it's so super cool seeing not even just the participants, but I feel like a lot of um, people that aren't actually in the uh, the contest go ahead and dress up that day too, and so it's really cool seeing everybody. Yeah, all dressed up. It's neat. Well, I think yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm I'm I've asked all the questions I want to because I'm entering spoiler territory, so we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we should probably <laughs> s- steer away from that. Well, the wood frog. Um, why don't you share any links or any plugs, or is there anything that you want to promote here while Nevea O three pulls up the list of people we have to thank? Wait, I oh, gotta man. do that. Oh no, where is? I it? mean, I I have. A Twitch and I have a Twitter and they're both the Wood Frog with two G's at the end. Remember the double G. Yeah, I, the I, don't, I don't think G. I don't I don't think your viewers are gonna have a hard time remembering that though. To be honest, don't don't forget it. You need <laughs> don't it. forget, and, don't um, forget and we'll make sure to include that in the description. It's a very it's a very soft plug. I am not. I don't use social media a ton. Um, I tweeted for masters and I, I, I tweeted like that's that after my last cast, I, I tweeted and I got like 120 likes and I was like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. I'm on social media and people like my stuff. Yeah. And then I felt more inspired to tweet. And so recent the, the next tweet which was at this point, like a week and a half ago was like, I made a bold statement. I was like, I'm entering my non-toxic era. Whoa. Um, and I, I and I tweeted that out, and the response, the responses that I got were some all, the, all, every single response was some variant of, "I give him two hours," or <laughs> like I, I, I give him I give him a day at most. All right. And 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 sure enough, it has had no impact whatsoever on right. yeah. on, the, on the things that I type into my game. So, um, but no, I I did try streaming. Recently, I reached out to Blaze, and he helped me set up my settings, and I don't drop any frames. 
or nice. whatever. So uh, you might uh, awesome. you might you might you might see me might see me out there in the in the social media world sooner rather than later. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to thank our patrons. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it super fast. I apologize. I I, I don't fine. get to I don't get to look at this list like Fro Double G does. So what we've do you got. Mean you don't get to look at it. Well, I don't. I, I didn't even know where to find it, but I found it. It's fine. Uh, Ario <laughs> Asbestos. Uh, uh, is it Briss or Bryce? I don't know. Weatherman Keith, Jade Flagon, Baseball Griff, Bombi, Danny Caveman, Neo Coffin. CDR, Gilly, Snorlax, Weatherman, Adios, Sir Embers, K Brojo, Freak, Stoff, Backlash, Sadon, Dr. God, Fokker. <laughs> gets me every time. Lantern, yeah. Riggs, Warlord, Batskid, Echo Dunk, Doc, Necros, Otter Joe, Riggs, Dracon, Glenn Wiggle, Granite Boys, Camo, Void Voices Void, Bright, Sloppy, Gemini, Batman, Sandman, Aquasoft, Kilowatt Man, I'm a Hater, Mr. Man, Colorado, Amberbug, Folk Hero, and the Big Red. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you so much, Series Heart Ands. Do you think if you like line because you almost got there at the end? <laughs> do you think if you line them up specifically, you could like sing the Billy Joel song? Oh yes! Just, like, do, we didn't start the fire. Yeah. Yeah, just do like a bunch, <laughs> a bunch in a row. Yeah. We could do it that way something to think about heck yeah well all right everybody i've had a lovely time but i think it's time to go play some cooldowns runneth over cooldowns runneth over except for frog frog you doesn't guys could, play. you guys could convince me oh maybe oh, all right. <laughs> well, sounds good to me <laughs> all right see y'all later bye bye Spurt promises straight to my heart I've never noticed But you were never there, you were never there hey. You give me roses, set me apart All I feel was bliss But you were never there, you were never I want us to be what we used to be this night Baby, just another fight But you don't wanna see me cry no way that it's never going there I think it better and I swear I'll follow you no matter where Go somewhere.
I swear, I'll follow you no matter where. 